Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is a podcast called 25 Whistles, talking football, and they all wear a whistle, yeah, it's stupid. It's a podcast called 25 Whistles. 25 Whistles. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app and use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. Kick off Kevin, whistle us in. All right, let the show begin. I'm going to say this. I'm probably not going to win my bets this week. I'm just going to say it right now. I th- I'm thinking about it too much. I've won 15 in a row, and... That's absurd. Even the greatest of the great. This is like throwing two perfect games in a row. To throw one is incredibly lucky. Because you got to have a lot of luck, and you got to be playing well and feeling well. Then you got to have a ton of luck. But imagine doing it two games in a row. And a doubleheader even. It feels like a doubleheader where I'm pitching both games, and I've thrown two perfect games. Yeah, there's more pressure. For and sure. I'm like, I, my arm should arm. be falling off, yet I feel like I'm angels in the outfield. They're throwing it for me. <laughs> like somebody, somebody's doing this, it ain't me. Somebody's guiding you there. Somebody's, yeah. li- I've been given the Biff Almanac. Yeah. I, Have you? I say nothing Bones? else. Here's the thing. I have been accused of being in the Illuminati. Hmm. And I'm going to stop talking now. I believe it. So... We're here. Type in Bobby Sports to get in on the action. And I have, I'm have i being told that I can now say if you gamble alongside, if you bet whatever it is, if you bet alongside us, I can say more smiles than frowns. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so I can't say bet with me and you'll get rich. No. <laughs> because I said that as a joke like four or five games in. I was like, wow, I've hit five games in a row. And I was like, gamble with me, get rich, as a joke, knowing mm-hmm. that eventually it was going to come to an end, probably right then. And then I'm being told by lawyers and Mike D that I cannot say that. But we did check. Who did you ask? Just an email? Uh, yeah, email. Do you know who you emailed? DraftKings. Okay. Is it just Mr. DraftKings? <laughs> yeah. Mr. DraftKings oh, yeah. himself. <laughs> At DraftKings. And so did you say verbatim, can Bobby say this? Yeah, I said exactly how you said it, and they said, that is fine. Okay, run alongside me, bet with me. More smiles and frowns. Yeah. How do we feel about that? I love it. The more smiles and frowns merch coming soon. You know it. <laughs> you know that's right around the corner, don't you? Uh, oh, we're here. We're good. Uh, let's do the warm-up question. All right. What sport would you be most competitive in in the Olympics? They say you got to play an Olympic sport or we will kill you. Yeah. So you have to sign up, and it's the sport that you think 
with your ability now, you can actually do the best. Warm-up question. Mike D, what do you got? Track and field. Give me the marathon. Ooh. Yeah, you would do really well. Ooh. He's a runner. That. I could at least finish it. They do it in like two hours. I couldn't do that, but I could compete. Mike's the guy on Instagram who posts his runs, but he posts running so much, I don't get annoyed at him. I start to root for him, weirdly. Like, you could do it, Mike. <laughs> 14 miles, you could do it. I can't wait to see your next one. Because usually if someone posts a run, you're like, okay, shut up. Stop yeah. uh-huh. But Mike does it so consistently. Yeah. And then he's like talking about shoes. It, what's the brand that you wear that you show? Brooks Running Shoes. And he's like, Brooks. And so I'm like, man, when I run a marathon, I'm going to, never mind. I'm not running a marathon. <laughs> not but for it. a second. Uh, so yeah, that's a good one for you. Eddie? Oh, mine's speed walking. Man, I can walk. It's <laughs> a good one. Like crazy. Like I could literally, I did walk. I walked from uh, West Virginia to Tennessee for charity. No problem. Like no problem. I could but walk like problem. nobody else. What, there's, what? There's a, when you and I will, well, for example, we went hiking in Northern California. Mm-hmm. And you said to me, my foot still hurts from speed walking. Correct. Or from walking from West Virginia to Tennessee. <laughs> speed walking. So there's a problem. You hurt yourself while yeah. walking. I think that's like plantar fasciitis or something. Something that if I really put some time into it, it can heal. And the right shoes. And the Brooks. I need some yeah. of those Brooks yeah. shoes. And the right shoes. Kickoff, Kevin? Uh, mine would be rugby, probably. Just going yeah, back. you're a big dude. Some shoulders. Yeah. And going yeah. back to the football days, like I just feel like I would be able to acclimate easiest to rugby. How big old boy are you? <laughs> How big my height and weight? Yeah. What do you think I was talking about? Your wiener? (laughs) (laughs) How big a boy are you? He answers you. Jesus. (laughs) Okay. Like say when? Yeah. Uh, Six two two ten two twelve. Yeah. Do you still work out? Yeah. I mean, you look like it. Yeah, all the time. At least five days a week. Really? Yeah. I was gonna be mad if he said no. (laughs) He's like, no, not at all. My God. I invited him to pizza the other day, and he was like, no, man, I don't eat that stuff. Are you that dedicated? Uh, not. Very strict. During the week, I'm pretty good. Monday through Thursday, and then Friday through Sunday, it kind of goes down the drain. But it's a you know the balance. Mm-hmm. Your week is a little off. That's either Monday through Friday or Sunday through Thursday. You've you've given yourself an extra. No Monday through Thursday. Yeah, like I said, balance. <laughs> <laughs> he adds a day. That's my balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I because I think Kevin is the biggest dude out of everyone here. Biggest for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who's more fit, Kevin or myself? I'd say Kevin. Well, I don't know. You're pretty fit. I'd hey, say, I, he's stronger because he's a bigger dude, taller. And because I'm, I just weighed myself the other day. I got back down. I'm 169. Ooh, nice. Okay, big good. deal for me. I got there. Yeah, so I'm but, six one ish, one sixty nine right now. You don't drink alcohol though. None, which is huge. I haven't had I, sugar in three weeks. Yeah, see, if I didn't drink alcohol, I would be. In a lot better shape. You know you could not drink alcohol, right? Eddie, I like alcohol. Okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just That's saying. Boston like, Kevin. Hey, I Boston know I Kevin. can. I'm just saying. I like to have a good time. Yeah, okay? Kevin, you look good. Thank you. I'm glad that you work hard for it. I'd have been extremely jealous. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, Adam, what Olympic sport would you be most competitive in? The only thing I can think of is, is basketball, uh, which is ridiculous. Oh, you get killed. Oh, I, would get, I would get killed, but, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could contribute on like no. the Azerbaijan national team. You know, I could be a role player <laughs> for, for one of those kind mm-hmm. of teams. You know? Yeah, but, uh, I would go with badminton. Ooh. And they're lightning fast. Uh-huh. But we played badminton and P. I was pretty good. Yeah, me too. Don't take my game. I'm just saying, like, I was pretty good at badminton too, man. I, I was knocking around that shuttlecock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yes. yes. Okay. You picked that just so you could say shuttlecock. Yeah. I actually didn't remember that the shuttlecock was in there until we started talking about how big old boy are you. And I was like, <laughs> so yeah, I would go badminton. That thing flies, but it doesn't fly like table tennis flies. Because I thought maybe I could play ping pong, but then you watch those oh guys and they're God. just like 
Forrest Gump crazy. Yeah. Even yes. in the movie. Yeah. But I think badminton would be my best chance to actually make a difference. So there's your warm up. And now let's start the sports part of the show with the tittle tattle. It's time for the stupidest name ever. It's the tittle tattle with kickoff. Remember, you have a whistle. Blow it if you disagree. Kick off, Kevin. Question number one. All right. At 101, the Jaguars sit atop the AFC South. Do you think they are legit contenders to win that division? I guess mostly, yes, because everybody else is 0-1. Or 0-2, excuse me. And there's the Colts are probably still the favorite, even though they suck. But are they, can they? Yeah, sure. Trevor Lawrence has been playing pretty good. You know, especially considered he's a Jaguar. Yeah. Everything's relative. But can they? Yes. It's not Tennessee. What are they going to do? Yeah, it's probably it's probably not the Texans, but I don't want to write them off completely right. yet because I feel like they have a quarterback too that actually can get a lot better this year. Lovey Smith is at least consistent and has won before, and I think it's a conference that's there for the taking for whomever. So when you ask that, can Jacksonville? Yeah, because the conference itself right now doesn't seem like there's a lot of strength anywhere. Yeah. It'd be cool if Jacksonville was good. Yeah. I always like to see teams that suck, that are good again. Can they? Yes. If I were picking right now, I'd still pick the Colts based on their head coach, mm-hmm. their quarterback, their offensive line. But Although they suck right now, but I'd probably pick the Colts to win it. Tennessee second, Jacksonville third, and the Texans fourth. But that whole thing yeah. can get flipped quickly. Know. That's why I was going to blow my whistle. Well, you should say that before you put your mouth on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like talking. Hold on a second, your bones. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just think it's too early. I mean, does everyone have a chance? Everyone in that division has you a chance. You blew a whistle to go. It's too. He, the same, it's, same thing. It's what? week three. Yeah. So we can't exactly. have an opinion? He asked a question. I believe that the Titans, and the one thing I disagree with was you saying, like, the Titans, what are they going to do? Uh, they can do a lot. They can figure stuff out. They can turn their whole season around. I think the Titans could still win this division at 0-2. Anybody's going to have a chance because the division winner is going to be about 500. So it's still wide open. I said the same thing that you just said. Literally. You just want to blow the freaking whistle. (laughs) I already had it in my mouth, so I was like, just go with it. I think the (laughs) the thing about the Titans that I do like is they have a history of not performing and then having a coach that can somehow adjust and perform. But some of these non-performances have been because players have been out, honestly. You know, Henry goes down, you got to adjust. You got A.J. Brown when he goes down or Julio goes down. And so they take a little step back before they could, you know, fix it and go a step forward. But they got all the players they're going to have. Yeah, they're all healthy. Like right now, they're as strong as they're going to be. They obviously can get better and, and... I mean, Taylor Lewan, he gets hurt every season. So this is just part of the season. This is just a regular That's season. Normal. I think it's in yeah. his contract now. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. at what week, Taylor, does <laughs> yeah. your contract say you're getting hurt? <laughs> exactly. Um, it's wide open because either they all suck or they're all amazing. We just <laughs> yeah. don't even know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm taking, if I'm picking right now, let's just do this. I'll go on record. I think the Colts win the division. I'd like to the Titans win it because I'm a homer. Of course. But I think the Colts win the division, even though they're 0-2. I would go with Titans because I believe in Vrabel. You? Kevin? Ooh. Yeah. For that reason, too. I'm right there with you. I, I believe in Vrabel. Titans. Adam? Same. Vrabel all the way. But you believe in Vrabel more than Frank Reich, who's... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I do. Yeah. I, think I, they're, mean, I think they're the same. I, I, honestly, I think the Achilles heel for the for Colts is Matt Ryan. Like I, Achilles I, heel? He's going to be what actually wins games for them. Doubtful. I thought they brought him in to put them I, into the playoffs. That was he, the he's idea. going to win games for them. He's going to be the steady force. He's going to, he's going to let the playmakers, Pittman, Taylor, he's going to make sure that they get the ball. 
He's not going to throw for 410 yards and five touchdowns, but he's there to be pretty good and make sure the playmakers can make plays. And I think he knows his role. All right, save the tape. How about this, though? Yeah, save the tape. I agree. <laughs> when it's close, you always go with the best quarterback. That's generally my rule, if, mm-hmm. it's, if it's close. And let's look at the quarterbacks right. in that division. Right. Tannehill? Yeah. Would love for him to be better, but just hasn't been. Uh, and also, he's got to be looking over his shoulder. They didn't draft Malik Wells for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not this season, but even for next year and the year. Uh, so let's uh, – Davis Mills? Possibly. It's okay. Okay, but yeah. has never actually shown anything other than his rookie year, some flashes last year. Trevor Lawrence? More – more optimism there than Davis Mills. Sure. Yeah. But who's the best quarterback in the division? It's Matt Ryan Matt by Ryan. far. Yeah. Because he has more years under his belt. And yeah. win, and he's won. Sure. And he's he's been in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But so is Garoppolo. But. They put up zero points last weekend. Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. dude, they suck right now. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah, they suck right now. I complete but the, or are the Jaguars good. Ooh. But yet to be known. I'm not jumping on that. <laughs> we will see. Nice. All right, Kevin, what you got next one? All right, which team do you think will have the biggest comeback hangover this weekend? The Dolphins versus the Bills, Jets versus the Bengals, or Cardinals against the Rams? I think the Jets are just going to get run, but I don't think it's going to be because of a hangover. I just don't think they're as good. So the Jets also beat the Browns, right? And let's not forget that the Browns still kind of suck. You don't have a quarterback. Um, so I'm, the Jets are going to get run, but I don't think it's going to be because of a hangover. I think it's going to be because they don't have the talent, and Cincinnati's, Cincinnati does. And although they're 0-2, mm-hmm. I do think Cincinnati's just waiting. I don't know what they're waiting for, but when they hit, they're probably going to hit. Yeah. I still believe in Joe Burrow. Yep. Uh, I think it's when it comes to the Dolphins, it's, that's going to be a fun game to watch for a minute. I have a bad feeling they're just going to get out-talented as well. Yeah. So I don't even know if it's going to be a hangover as much. Because, again, a hangover I would define as they crushed. They were feeling it. They probably were a little too happy for a little too long. They probably did a little too much press. They're, feeling, they're like, we are real good. They, you know, a lot of mental and emotional things coming with, it, with a sports hangover. So I think Miami gets run. And I hate that. I'd love to see them win. Mm-hmm. It'd be awesome to see Miami beat Buffalo. That would be cool. Yeah. And the other game was? Uh, Cardinals and Rams. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I think the Cardinals probably. It's, I think it's the Cardinals, just based on my other two answers. The Rams also have some wins to, to, to like collect to prove they're still legit as well. Mm-hmm. So I think the Cardinals and Kyler, and they've been celebrating that, doing lots of interviews, lots of press. Kyler even getting hit in the face by that dude. You guys see the clip where the no. guy yeah. goes over to <laughs> Kyler after the game, like, yeah, over on the, the, the edge, and a dude goes, boom, and hits him in the face. From around somebody else. And so they put, took, took, took the video and they zoomed in on it and showed him. And they would sh- but it's also kind of fuzzy and kind of blurry. Mm. And so they investigated it and they're like, we can't tell if it's done on purpose or not. Because there were a lot of people moving around. Yeah, there's an on-field um, camera of it too. and th- there, I didn't see the on-field camera. Yeah, so there's a, there's a camera like literally following Kyler behind him. And he's going up against yeah, that's what I saw, the I think. wall, um, you know, slapping the fans' hands or whatever. I couldn't tell. It's like you could say, you could argue for either one. The guy's just kind of... Throwing his arms out Yeah, he's there. just a goofy white dude who's just <laughs> yeah. like slinging his arms around. Yeah. And Kyler gets hit in the face. Yeah. And so when I saw it, and they were like, Kyler Murray gets hit in the face. The first time I saw it, I thought, but it looks just accidental. Same, yeah. But then they were like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, did I miss something? Mm. And it was a fan? Yeah, and the guy wasn't wearing a shirt from the Raiders or anything. No. Right? Although it was in Vegas. Vegas yeah. But he wasn't wearing, from what I could tell, he wasn't like a loud painted Raiders fan. No. It didn't look, I mean, he was just like you said, just a guy, just, I don't know, 
Didn't even know what he was doing, just slapping his hands around. Yeah, it's like what I do too. Uh, just <laughs> arm <laughs> flailing Always. about. Just get excited about anything. So I'm gonna go. Cardinals are probably gonna have the biggest hangover. No, no. All right, next up. Okay, the uh, Raiders and Titans are both 0 and 2, and they face off this Sunday. Which team do you think is more desperate for that win? I think the Raiders are the better team. I think the Titans are probably a bit more desperate. I think if the Raiders were to lose this game, I don't think it would be over for them. And they're and they're somebody's putting a whistle on their teeth. I hear it. I hear that already. Um, so I think it's the Titans. If they lose this one, man, the wheels could just come off for a few weeks. Where the Raiders, Renfro, been in concussion protocol all week. Uh, He had the two fumbles. He was hurt. Um, If he, I hope he plays. As of right now, I haven't seen an update if he's going to play or not. They haven't really established a running game that we know they already have. And I think they could actually look at it as we're still trying to get there with a new number one wide wide receiver, with some new guys on defense. I think the Titans are desperate because they got all the they got all their guys now, and they're they don't have a wide receiver. I mean Woods, I mean Traylon's getting the most looks, and he's mm, a rookie. rookie. It's not good. Yeah, and you want that to happen about week six or yep. so. Mm-hmm. So. The Titans are the most desperate. The Raiders are right now, I think, the better team. I do think the Raiders will win the game. And we'll just pray that the rest of the AFC, <laughs> that, that, that division keeps losing <laughs> so the Titans Lord. can stay in it. So that, that, that's what I think. Adam? My thoughts, the Raiders' division is so tough. They could, like, theoretically be out of the run-in already just having two losses. I would think the division is so tough, though, that everybody's going to be losing. I think it's the opposite of that because – the Chiefs are going to lose because they got to play the Chargers and they got to play the Raiders and they got so there's going to be so many losses there by teams except for maybe the Chiefs. Herbert's going to be out three or four weeks, or hurt three or four weeks. Yeah, even yeah. if he's by, playing, by, he's out, yeah. be 100%. by out like he's not going to yeah. be right. Gotcha. Although even with those that rib injury game, that fourth down throw, oh. money. He was probably in so much pain the next day. <laughs> the third Four-way. down play was like five yards straight to the ground. The fourth down was money. <laughs> yeah, I think. I do understand your point, but I think there's going to be a lot of losses in that division because they're all so good. But even still, like to, having two losses already, those other teams, three, four losses, maybe? I mean, they're also, they're, they play each other, but they're still going to have all those other games. They're going to dominate. It feels like they're just like already behind the eight ball. If they don't get on track this week, they could be really in for it. They definitely would be behind, but because the division is so competitive, I wouldn't freak out as much if I were them because they're good. The Raiders are actually good. Yeah. yeah. Or at least my eyeballs think they're good. Yeah. And they've lost. They shouldn't have lost either. I mean, both of the games they've lost. The, it's the Cardinals game. What are they Definitely thinking? Definitely should have won that one. They're popping bottles. What do they think? They, they Yes. And then against the Chargers, they actually played really well. Yeah. And and they had a, a couple chances to win that game. Chargers are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they didn't blow it. They just, the Raiders could have won that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. All right. Uh, going to college here. Which underdog this week? With, between the ranked matchups, do you think has the best chance to win? Wake Forest versus Clemson, Florida at Tennessee, or your Razorbacks at AM? So, Mike, will you hit me with the, yeah, the alarm, that? please? I probably need to hear this now. So, this alert here is because I'm going to speak from bias. This is the bias alarm. Now, are you saying underdogs? Because Arkansas is the underdog, even the though they're rated higher. Spread. Uh, okay, got Talking it. Talking spread here. Got it. They're the underdog. So read me again the three, so I can tell you it's Arkansas. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Wake Forest against Clemson. They won't. They won't win. Although I've cursed Dabo and Clemson. Yeah, I've yeah. cursed them. You have a voodoo doll on them. Yes, I've cursed them because Dabo wouldn't come on the show. Oh, it was like, nah, we're good. Like, didn't say we'll do it in two weeks. Hey, we can't find the time this week. Like, yeah, we 
we're past. All right. And I was like, that's cool. He has absolutely. I, you don't have to come on the show. We're totally cool with it. But I also can curse your team. <laughs> and so, so watch out. We've cursed them. Yes. Uh, but I, they should run Wake. But I'd like to see Wake. I think they'll compete. <sighs> I guess. I mean, Wake almost got to be on Liberty, right? They, Liberty yeah, played them within one. Solid. It, I, I mean, it comes down to DJ Uyunglele, right? Good job. Sure. Man. Sure. He practiced at home. You know, yeah, yeah. At home. <laughs> of course he did. All right, I was ready. The other game is Tennessee, Florida. Yeah, Tennessee, Florida. Florida can't be Tennessee. I agree. Tennessee's too good. Florida is not near as good as we, we once thought for like four days. Uh, Kentucky's not as good as we once thought yep. because Kentucky beat Florida. That's their literal only win. Uh, it's Arkansas, Texas A&M. I expect Arkansas to win. They're, I, I took... <laughs> it's the bias alarm again. I think almost anybody else I would have said that, but it just happens to be Arkansas. I think Arkansas can win by 10, honestly. I agree, dude. We have the worst pass defense in Division One, Division Two, Division Three. We're like, you know, but you have to look at those games. The Cincinnati game, they just came out chunking because we jumped. Carolina came out chunking. We had three of our starting secondary out. Um, I do think Arkansas can win. If they lose, that sucks, but okay. But I think they can also win by 10, 12 points. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that one. Next one. All right. Do you think Georgia has taken over Bama as the new national powerhouse? No, just because there's not, a, not, a, not as much history. I think they're better. But unless you're watching football right now in the last couple of years, you don't really understand how good Georgia's been. Alabama's just been good for so freaking long, and they used to be really, really, really good 30 years ago. And those are the two kinds of people that aren't us that are also watching. Hmm. You know, they're not hearing and seeing Georgia pound schools in the SEC, mid, you know, you know, mid-skilled SEC schools. Yeah. It's Alabama just based on most people aren't as into it as we are, which is why we do a show. So most people would think the Alabama, most people think Michigan, Notre Dame, because they've just been told that for so long, yeah. even if not. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow a half whistle. Go ahead, because I was gonna go the opposite, but I will say you make a pretty compelling argument as far as the outside world of the football knowledgeable people. So I think Georgia is gonna be there in five years from now, but I don't think they're there yet. Yeah, they just haven't done it long enough. Right. I mean, when Mark Rick was the coach, they didn't win a national championship, and that's the time the last time they were really good, and they were consistently really good. Yeah, they never won a national championship. But with Bama, you have the legacy of Bear Bryant. You know, you have obviously Nick Saban, you have Gene Stallings. So you have, when you look back, you have the history and you've got the now. Mm -hmm. And even when you look at coaches, Nick Saban is the poster child for someone who's done something for many years at a very elite level. Mm -hmm. They compare any coach who wins two or three championships in a row to Nick Saban. Yeah. So because of that brand, I think it's still Alabama. But, it, you know, if you were going to go ranking powerhouses by general public i think you go alabama notre dame not yet but close ohio state just because they've won it they've been there they've had some they've had urban meyer they've had you could go through even their famous coaches i don't even know i never wouldn't know what he hates if he walked in the room yeah. <laughs> but i do know stories of good history is a big part of it what about oklahoma here's the thing about oklahoma yes but i'm gonna put them like seven or eight mm -hmm. because they get close a whole lot, but they can't win it over and over again, at least not recently, where Alabama's been able to win a couple. Yeah. Oklahoma would get, get there constantly. Mm -hmm. um, if you were an 80s kid, you know, you're 20 in the 80s, 
Right. You for sure would see Oklahoma and Nebraska as those. Right. But Nebraska's completely fallen off. Yeah. But Oklahoma would still be a top 10 overall power to me right now. Is Clemson there? Ooh. Clemson's there with, right below Georgia. Yeah. Because new, but really dominant. Clemson didn't do much last year. They only lost two games. And they actually were really good. But they lost early, so they were out of the conversation. Yeah. So I would go one, Bama, two, Ohio State. And I'm talking about not just us, but even mild sports fans that just catch up. Yeah. Then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Man, like a Michigan, and the, although they haven't been great, and they've lost a lot to Ohio State recently, except for last year. Michigan, Notre Dame, and then I put Georgia and Clemson right there together, and then teams like Oklahoma right there to uh, Texas too. Even though they've sucked for a while. Yeah. But they're like, so well known. They're so yeah. well known, and that's a big part of being a national powerhouse. Right. And when people expect you to win every year, it's because they have an expectation that you win. Yeah. And the fact that Texas still has an expectation is crazy. <laughs> it's bananas. It's in a lot of it too. It's their history, but it's also they keep getting recruits and they just can't keep a girl. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're like some of my dude, my dude friends who are just absolutely bonkers and they can't keep a good girlfriend. And they're like, man, then these girls all suck. No, you suck, bro. <laughs> what's the what's uh, in common here? You, you're uh, the sucky one. Yes. You've had five great girlfriends. You know why it's ended every time? Because you suck. Man, she this one was psycho. No, this one, man, her, her mom was crazy. No, it's you. And so Texas is going through Herman. Texas is going through Charlie Strong. Texas, we could keep listing them off. It's you, bro. It's your boosters. It's the culture. It's the, yeah, Texas is, a, it's you, bro. Yeah. They've ruined some that's good coaches. We'll yeah. All right, uh, you have one more? No, that's it. Okay. That's the tittle tattoo. <laughs> Stupidest name ever. That's fun, dude. That's yeah, a good one. That was a good one. Good talk. Hey, Rick, <laughs> cut the clip know. about the the dude, the girl that's a psycho. That's a pretty good analogy I just came up with right there. <laughs> mark that too. What did you say, Mike? I said I marked that too. Sometimes, well, listen, nobody gets annoyed with me like me. I don't even like, I don't like to watch myself, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I see why you do this at a, at a pretty high level. It's pretty good. Make some merch off of that. Uh, more smiles and frowns. That's right. So I want to update everybody on the Jerry Jones situation where I was like, it would be cool to get Jerry Jones on this show. Right. Come on. Uh, yeah. Uh, of it course. Would, uh, yeah. it, it would be elite. And so I thought, well, let me just go after it myself. And I don't book guests. I don't know how to book guests. I don't know how to fix my car. I just hire people to fix my car. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd had to learn how to fix my car, I would now, but I didn't have to learn. I either drove an old beater that would so close to dying, we wouldn't spend enough money to fix it because it wasn't worth it. Or I got to a point in my career where I would just buy a car and have somebody fix it for me. Same here. I never had to book a guest because no one would come on my show anyway. I didn't have a show to come on. It's so small. And then all of a sudden I'm jumping and now I'm like, just book me a guest, Kevin, Mike, here's what I want. And now you guys have all the skills to do that. But I thought I'm going to do it. I'm going to lay out there. And I, I send a note and say, hey, Dallas Cowboys organization, in case you missed this. I said, my name is Bobby Bones. I got a show on USA Network. Got a show on Nat Geo. Got a radio show in like 185 cities. I've got a Honorary doctor from the University of Arkansas. I'm a booster. I have two New York Times. Best. I was really laying it out there so they <laughs> would respect or feel like I actually had a platform that they could trust. So I said, I'm not trying to got you. I'd like to talk to Mr. Jones about a couple things, the Cowboys and, you know, where he comes from. And that's all I had talked about. I have two updates. Oh, come on. Come on. Do I have these printed out, Mike? Cause, yeah, you got them in I, Okay. Because I emailed him to Mike this morning. You kind of had a little half smile there. Well, because it's only half smile worthy, but it is worthy. 
Smile worthy. We yeah. got a lead. More smiles than frowns. There we go. Okay. I got this email back after we talked about it on Wednesday. Bobby, I appreciate you reaching out. I've added our SVP of communications, Tad Carper, to this reply. And we will check out Mr. Jones' availability for your request. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. Wow. That sounds very positive. Mm-hmm. And so, got another email. Email two. This is from Tad. Great name. Thanks again, Bobby. It would be a pleasure to work this out. What's your platforms with this run on? Tad Carper, Senior Vice President of Communications. Interesting. My response. Greetings. <laughs> <laughs> it would run on the national radio show and the sports podcast both. It'll also be featured in the radio show podcast feed, and that feed does between 12 and 14 million streams a month. Also on social media with clips at Bobby Bones Show and featured at Mr. Bobby Bones. Combined, about 2 million followers on social. Have a good day, guys. Love it. Big period at the end of that. Have a good day. <laughs> and no lies, by the way. No, no, no. It's all true. No lies. Tad hit me back. Already? Of course. La- last night. Let's go. Great info and big numbers. Back at you soon-ish on this. Tad Carper, Senior Vice President of Communications. What up, Tad? Hey, look, it may not happen, but I'm liking how it feels. Yeah. yeah. This would be so cool. Dude, We're making some progress. Yeah, let me check my email. See if there's a. Yeah, keep fr- keep you know scrolling down. Refresh, refresh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Tad. Nope, nothing from Tad. Nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I do think we got a shot at this with Jerry Jones. Fingers crossed. That'd be man. pretty cool. And then what you do, this is the, the story of doing any sort of podcast or interview show. When you get, and we've got enough great guests. I mean, Rich Eisen's coming up, which is super cool to talk to him. But when you get a Jerry Jones, then you pitch yourself to other owners and be like, uh, we just had Jerry Jones on. You know, would you like to come on? And they're like, wait, Jerry Jones is on? Well, yeah. then I definitely want to be on. Let's go, baby. Robert yeah. Kraft? Robert Kraft. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So... Jerry Jones would be awesome because it's Jerry Jones, the most famous sports owner in all of the NFL. Maybe sports. Sports. Him, him and Cuban. Cuban's right there, too. Oh, for sure. But Jerry Jones is Yeah, that Cuban bigger. recently because of the things like Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones just because he's Jerry freaking Jones. Yeah. But, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, you see where, you know, the Suns are, he's having to give up the Suns yeah. and the, the Mercury. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the buyers they think would be Jeff Bezos. He's one of the people. I think he's second up. Ooh. I saw odds. And who they thought would actually be the person to buy the the NBA and WNBA teams, mm-hmm. and Jeff Bezos was second up. He's a sports fan. Come well, we on. thought he was going to buy the Broncos. Hmm. I mean, listen, he could buy the whole NFL if he wanted sure, to. Sure, yeah. of course. I mean, really, <laughs> every team that'd be no fun. He could buy. Yeah, <laughs> he owns every. And just switch one. players up every week and do what he wants to do with them. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Wouldn't would it be, be so cool to own an, a team? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I say that, and then I'd be like the cons, and be like, you know, what? I don't want to spend eighteen thousand dollars on a new. New jerseys, and I mm-hmm. all of a sudden get real cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't think about all that. I know. Then I you gotta like pay stuff. And it's like getting a nice car. My first nice car. Well, I don't want to fix. I don't want to <laughs> get a repair. I just keep driving because you're like I don't want to spend the money to keep this thing up. Yeah. But it would cost a lot too. Uh-huh. But it'd be so cool to own a team. It would just be so cool to be a minority owner. How about that? Sure. There you go. Yeah. Then you can get it anytime. Yeah. Does it count to be like one of those shareholders, like the Packers? Nope, that's because okay. that's a bunch of garbage. Okay, <laughs> it's a bunch of they just ripped you off. <laughs> but it is cool because you do feel even closer, like you're, you're part of the group. I, yeah, there you go. Uh, so that's the update on Jerry Jones. Love it. Now it's time for Adam Stats. Uh, uh, Adam Stats. Adam has all your stats for you. Adam Stats. All right, Adam, what you got? So you were talking a while ago about how you like underdogs and how when underdogs come up, everybody loves that. Everybody loves an underdog story. Well, third, that's your stat, third. That's where the Kansas Jayhawks find themselves in scoring offense in the total FBS. 
which is bananas. Yeah, it's bananas. Wow. Think about Kansas being good. Uh, th- even in the football, ju- not the basketball. St- yeah. The jury's still so far out on if they're actually good. But they they've been playing not nobody. They played West Virginia and Houston, um, which you and know, Houston was supposed to be good. Houston yeah. was supposed to be good. They were ranked, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and they they got wins against both those schools. And they're they're third in total scoring offense in the FBS. Wow. I think that they are pretty good. That's about as tough a schedule as anybody else has played. Honestly, yep. just yeah. two pretty good games. You may look this up. Because I, I I never know what Adam's going to tell us about stats, but maybe 2007 that might have been the year that Kansas was playing for the Big 12 championship. 2008 was it eight? Yeah, yeah. To leave and yeah, so 2008 was it the 2007 season? Then they played it in 2000 or just straight? To, whatever it was, I remember being about 27. Sorry, sorry. Years I old. think you're right. It was 07. 08 was their last winning season, and then 07 was the year they they competed for the title. It, it was, I believe, Missouri and Kansas for the Big 12 championship. Wow. Just going Chase up from Daniel. the brain. That's right. Yeah. Chase Daniel. Uh, Kansas used to be good for a minute. It's the it was the weirdest thing. Yeah. Um. I hope they're good again. Same. Same. I, I I hope they're good. And the fact that they've won two quality games, that's pretty cool. I like it. All right. There's Adam stats. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Adam stats. That's it. Adam stats. He's got those stats for you. That's that's the best jingle ever. You think? I think Tittle Tattle's the best one. Do you have an NFL one coming up too, Adam? Do you have one for a college and NFL? Uh no, I just I the just answer the, is no. Okay. The answer is Here's no. a stat. College. He's got one stat. <laughs> one, okay. Well, that's, I had another college stat, but but I, I was okay, also going to Okay, let's do it. Here we go again. <laughs> let's hear more Eddie. Hit it again. Oh boy. Adam's stats. Adam has all your stats for you. Adam stats. Thanks for that awesome jingle, Eddie. Twelve percent. Twelve percent. I find myself uh, obsessed, kind of, with the transfer portal and what it's done for college football. Twelve percent. That's the percentage of total. FBS players that hit the portal last year. Oh, that's 12, significant. Twelve percent of everybody. Lot. So like every eighty-five scholarship roster, about ten and a half of those dudes are going somewhere else. And you know about thirty of them are going. I'm gonna get in the portal. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm gonna get in the portal. You, I didn't get to play. I'm gonna get in the portal. And then they're like, Ah, no one's gonna. No one else is gonna want me. <laughs> no one wants me. I'm gonna have me. to drop down. I'm gonna get in the portal. Uh, what else? The the other crazy thing about that, only half of those, uh, only half of those players are finding new places. So. Like a lot of those guys are like not even playing football anymore. It's really sad. They're not going to college and they're wow. they're kind of just completely out of the game. Um, my thought really is that the transfer portal has actually been good for college football. There was so much like gloom and doom and so much boomerism about um, how how it was going to ruin the game and people were going to um, people were just going to go and do their own thing, free agents and all that. Um, but I think we're I think we're seeing maybe something different. Um, do you think that the that the transfer portal has been good for the actual product on the field? Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. I mean, I think you see teams an example like Missouri State last week, uh, Cincinnati, who has been a good program. They lose their quarterback. You these schools can grab kids that maybe didn't develop and they went to a small school, maybe were overlooked. I think that's great. If a coach can lead, by the way, a player should be able to lead. First of all, I'll say that. Uh, so it gives kids a shot to play at a bigger level to be seen more. And it gives people who, kids who aren't getting to play a shot to drop down if they just want to play to go to a smaller school and play. So it works great in both ways. Yeah, it's annoying at times, but I mean, coaches have to always recruit now. Not just yeah. high school kids. They have to recruit their own teams yeah. to make sure they stay. I'm sure there's um, some shady stuff happening and there's some tampering, and but that was going to happen one way or another if not this way in other ways like where there's money there's always corruption somehow it doesn't have to be i like it i like it i, I i'm trying to find a reason i don't but i like it i like nil I'm about to announce another one myself a couple Ooh, let's go 
The one I'm working on right now that I've, we got the contract done and I can say this. There's a kid that we had on our morning show who helped the, the helped the lady on the side of the road. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He plays at Iowa. Yeah. And so I was like, Hey, let's do an NIL deal. He's like, I'm into it. Let's go. And I emailed him to all the Iowa, I talked to the Iowa, um, NIL compliance guy. We'll say that. So we talked to him for a while. Went and talked to Zach. I just can never get a hold of Zach. I text him all the time. And I said, He's not answering? Well, I said, Hey, man. Email. Boom, boom. Send. He said, Hey, just call me or text me. I don't want to call anybody. I'll call you guys. Yeah. So I text him. I'm like, Hey, man. Like four days later, he was like, Sorry, man. I just saw this. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome plan. I was like, Dude, did you die? He goes, Man, it's. Being a college athlete, you're just always busy. And I'm like, let me show you my schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. He's looking at his phone. Yeah. Yeah, who are you lying to? Some free money. So, but we're trying to get that done. Uh, but I do have another one coming up soon that I'll announce. And Exciting. I like the NIL. I think if somebody two desks down in a classroom can get money from Instagram from a, a store down the road, a football player can't just because they're really good at football. Yeah. Of course they can. They should be able to get to do that. Um, okay, that's Adam Stats. Uh, uh, Adam Stats. That's uh, Adam Stats. He's got those stats for you. Yeah. All right, uh, you want to talk about the parlay? Yes. Yeah. What's up this Let week? me get my pen. You don't need a pen. Just, <laughs> just it's all listen, digital, buddy. Just go back to listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, remember, 25 Whistles brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You just go download the DraftKings app. Use the code Bobby Sports and get in on the action right now. Here's my parlay of the week. I mean, you can bet it if you want. Eventually, it's just not going to hit. It, ha- it can't. This is probably the week it doesn't hit. I'll be honest. But now everybody's going to bet it, and I'm going to feel I'm going to yeah. feel like a loser when it yeah. doesn't hit, and you're going to be disappointed in me. My success is making me feel like a loser. <laughs> That's not how it should work. There are no SEC games in this parlay this week. There are no. I was looking at all the games. It's, eh. I just wasn't wildly attracted to many of them, yeah. which I usually am, which usually I'm, I'm looking down and I'm like, swing. Yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> really? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, that's my, and I, I save it. Okay. Here are my two games. First up, Baylor and Iowa State, Baylor plus two and a half. And I would take Baylor plus one even. Yeah. If you get any more than that, awesome too. Baylor's two and one. They lost to BYU. That was in a double overtime game. Iowa State is three and oh. Iowa State, and Mike, you may pull up their schedule. I'm going straight from memory here because I looked at it all, a, a bunch of these games to figure out who I wanted to bet. Iowa State has beat Iowa, and that was like a 10-7 to 7 game. Other than that, they really haven't played anybody. They do have a good team, mm-hmm. but it's a projected good team, and they haven't really been blowing people out of the water. So I'm going Baylor because I know they're good. And... I feel like giving Baylor points. Yeah. You're gonna give me points with a team I feel is better, even though I, I do think it's on the road. So I'm gonna go on Baylor plus two and a half. Cause I think they're mad. <laughs> <laughs> Back Emotion. to the emotional yeah. teams again. I think they're yes. mad. It's Mike, what, can, what can you tell me, Mike? Who they played? Yeah, Iowa State. Who have they played? Southeast Missouri. Okay, nobody. Iowa State, like you said. They played Iowa, yes. And then Ohio. Oh mm. yeah, Ohio of Miami. Miami. Yeah. And people no. were acting like that was a big game. Like it was a heck of it's a not. game versus Ohio. Miami of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, just Ohio. Ohio I think just Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Ohio, yeah. Even worse. Oh, the mm-hmm. Bobcats. Yeah. Because yeah. I just put them on NCAA football. <laughs> yes. And I'd pick them sometimes, thinking <laughs> it was Ohio State. <laughs> so I'm going Baylor plus two and a half, just because it's kind of like dance with the devil, you know. And I know Baylor's good. I have no idea about Iowa State because they haven't played anybody. 
Uh, next up, I got OU minus 12 and a half. And OU playing Kansas State. And here's why I think that Oklahoma is actually going to beat them by more than 12 and a half. I think it's gotten a little more real for Oklahoma in that they're just not a really good team. I think now that Dylan Gabriel's in the Heisman conversation, I think now there are other things on their mind other than just winning games to win the conference. I think they see a bigger, bigger picture now. Yeah. I think you're just a bit more focused when you have exact focus, not just let's just go blow them out. I think when you're going with real tiny goals, I think that's very helpful, and and I think they're going to really kick the crap out of Kansas State. So I'm going Oklahoma minus 12.5. I will tell you this, though, that most of my Oklahoma betting, because I do mostly just so I can root for them alongside my wife, because mostly I won't root for Oklahoma. I grew up from in Arkansas. We didn't like Oklahoma. But my wife is a big OU fan. I have people that I know. I know the OU athletic director, director now. So I'll bet on Oklahoma just so I root for them. It's like a forced. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. And they don't, but they don't win a lot. They don't cover a lot. Yeah, that worries me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but last week they looked like they found something. Last week, and I, and I bet them last week when yeah, they just took it to Nebraska. Yeah, I agree. And I think, but they have s- specific goals in mind now, and I think those small specific goals will help the actual big goal of just winning games by a lot. Mm-hmm. So, is anyone angry in that game? Well, here's the thing about OU. They're angry that people are, are going, that was a fluke against Nebraska. <laughs> okay. I knew there was going to be some emotional. Is anybody saying that was a fluke against Nebraska? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Everyone yeah, I'm making them angry. I'm, I'm trying to make everybody. them angry. I'm giving them bulletin board material just so they'll put it up and beat yeah. them. Uh, so those are my, it's a two-game parlay this time. It's Baylor plus two and a half, OU minus 12 and a half, bet it at your own peril, uh, more smiles and frowns. Yeah. Yeah, that one's better than bet it at your own peril. More smiles and frowns. <laughs> Uh, listeners that don't have DraftKings Sportsbook app can download it now and get it on the action with the 25 Whistles Parlay on DraftKings Sportsbook. If you want to take the 25 Whistles Parlay, you can check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code Bobby Sports when you download the app. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for terms and resources. If you have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line 800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. So, okay, there you go. Those are my two picks. I think we feel pretty good. Um, we're going to go now and hear from Rich Eisen, who for me, I knew Rich as an ESPN sports center anchor. It's super cool. It's our second one. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a, I mean, he's a legend. We've had some really cool people. And Jay Glazer on Monday. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Yeah, we just did it. It's awesome. He was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so uh, got to talk to Rich Eisen, who I'm a big fan of. I listen to him constantly, even now. I mean, it's not somebody I'm – like, man, back in the day, he was cool. Like, I'm still a Rich Eisen guy. So, super cool to talk to Rich, and we're going to go to that right now. Hey, Rich, I was in California this past weekend for a wedding, and now that you live out there full-time, do you still appreciate how early you get to watch games? 9 a.m., I was watching Oklahoma, Nebraska. Well, Bobby, uh, look, these are first-class problems um, <laughs> that we're, I think you're you're leading me into to start our, our chat. Um, because of the time difference, um, I host NFL game day mornings for our pregame show up to the one o'clock Eastern times uh, out here in Los Angeles. So that's a 6 a.m. W- uh, uh, kick for my show, a 4 a.m. wake. Um, it requires lots of coffee, lots of java, lots of energy, lots of gumption. But thankfully, I've got those uh, still in my mid-50s or soon to be mid-50s in spades. So it is great, though. It is amazing. The, the Sunday night game over at eight something. The best part about it, though, is to be honest with you, during baseball season, um, I've got an 11 year old boy who's really into baseball. 
And if he lived on the East Coast, he wouldn't see a World Series game past the third inning. And here in Los Angeles, he sees the whole damn thing. So that's pretty cool out here. Yeah, it's difficult if I'm in California doing anything television-wise. I have to get up at 1 a.m. to do my morning show because it's 6 Eastern. And so it. it's just br- it's brutal. So I enjoy the early games on the West Coast. Have you re- – because I watch your show. You're the reason I got the Roku app, if I'm being honest. I'm a massive – yeah, massive fan and have been for a whole long time. And I watch you. If I, I listen to your podcast, each hour is loaded separately. So I try to, I'm a big fan. If you can't tell, I know all the nuances of the Rich Eisen show. Um, but I, I have the, the Roku app that I can watch you guys on. You've had to transition a bit with all the new technologies. Has, you know, you have an 11 year old son too. Does he help you stay on to, what, to what's, what's cool? I've got what's a 14 not? and 11 and, uh, and a nine. And they are, um, it's amazing because back when I was a kid, you know, back when I was a kid, um, it would be what's on channels uh, two, four and seven. Right. Uh, now they know what's on an app and they get pissed at me when I when I go to try and search for anything on the old Roku device. They're like, Dad, that's on Paramount Plus. Dad, that's on <laughs> it's on Disney. Plus. Like, and they and and they say it with such scorn. Um, I don't understand it. Um, but that's, you know, I, I take it, I absorb it and I try to get better every day. That's why I have this sign on my desk every day. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever going to try to take this away from me, the best dad ever, but, um, you know, that's, I'm, I'm in my hopefully, uh, 14th consecutive year of that title run that I'm on. You're a big Michigan guy. I'm a big Arkansas guy. And sometimes people will tell me, Hey, chill with the Arkansas stuff. Do you ever get notes or did you ever get notes going, Hey man, you're talking a little too much about Michigan. Um, no, I haven't gotten that, but I do get some looks sometimes from my guys here on the show. Like when I had Jim Harbaugh on last week, I did sense a little bit of, uh, like, okay, break it up, get a room type stuff (laughs) from my, from my colleagues here. And, and to be honest with you, you know, it is, uh, it again, to be completely straightforward with you or not like I wasn't in the last few minutes, but, um, that look, I, I mean, Sure. Michigan, when I talk about Michigan, it is still just of interest to a specific region, a specific conference. There may, you know, I I could point out that we are the largest alumni uh, base on planet Earth from the United States. And so um, we are uh, a significant bunch, but it is still somewhat provincial to talk about that. But I'm assuming you're tuning into the show to hear what, what makes me tick, what makes me really fired up, what what gets my goat, what gets me uh, interested. Um, and that's one of them. You know, I'm, I've been very fortunate to do what I do for a living. The, I, I do have a no cheering in the press box mentality for the last 25 years, but there are still things that personally get me fired up and do emotionally affect me sports-wise that make me wonder if I'm, um, if I'm, if I'm off kilter, and that's Yankee baseball and Michigan sports. So those are the two things that still get me out of my chair. Do you ever feel like you're getting too close to the sun at times? Because I felt too, like I've been so involved in the program. Like I don't want to hate a coach because then I'll feel slightly different about the team. So I try to keep a, a somewhat healthy distance. Yeah. I mean, um, I, 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 I hear you on that. Like I, I do sometimes don't want to interview uh, Harbaugh because I don't want to interrupt him, you know, and trust me, um, I, I'm, I'm very glad they beat the crap out of UConn 59 nothing. even though I am friendly with Jim Mora. Uh, but I didn't. I never want them to lose the week after I've spoken to him. I am that sort of um, 
I guess, uh, superstitious type guy. Well, you don't want to get like the Mannings, you know, because everybody that was going on the, the Manning cast, they were like, oh, it's the curse of the Mannings. And all yes. of a sudden he loses after talking to you. God forbid there's some sort of Eisen curse to University of Michigan now. It's the exact opposite. We call it the Rich Eisen show bump around here, Bobby. Uh, people get nominated for things when they come <laughs> on this show. Their show gets picked up, you know, uh, for another season. That's the way we, t- we, we try to flip it. Glass half full around here. I want to talk yeah. about getting the call, like the big call. And, you know, just knowing your history, you know, just being, you know, a sports anchor and reporter back at a local station, but moving up to ESPN, when you got the call that we want you at ESPN, where were you and what what was actually said on the call? So I was in uh, Redding, California um, at uh, the ABC local affiliate, uh, KRCR television. And uh, I sent a tape to a headhunter. Um, three of them across the United States. I was 25 years old. This was 1995. And I'm like, you know, I was there for a year. I'm like, what does it matter? Uh, it's just first class postage. I'll send these tapes out. So they send the tapes out to a headhunter and um, I, I get a phone call uh, at home from the headhunter who says to me, I've got a very interesting, interesting bite. A big time shop is interested in more of your work. Send the best written material. Another tape, send another tape. And then uh, I go to work one day and um, it's a, a phone where it would ring once, one loud ring if it was a local call and a ring ring if it was outside of the area code. Uh, I mean, again, this is 1995. And um, <clears throat> whenever it would ring ring, it would, I, I, it would be my parents or my brother because I'm from New York City and they lived in New Jersey and my brother was in Southern California. So it never would ring, ring twice. And it ring, ring. And I pick up the phone uh, and it was an agent named Henry Reich from the William Morris Talent Agency saying he wanted my reel immediately because I was the hottest up and coming sportscaster in America, according to him and what he had been hearing. And I'm like, all right, because I'm about to go drive 50 miles into the Shasta mountain range to try and cover a local high school volleyball game with my three quarter inch camera connected with a coaxial cable to the deck with a huge, you know, uh, strap over my other shoulder, one man banding the whole thing. And so, um, I'm not feeling very hot. He goes, send me the tape. Great. Hang up the phone, call my brother up. And I'm like, you'll never guess what just happened. And I tell him, he goes, get out of here. No kidding. I'm like, yeah, this just happened. Hang the phone up, ring, ring. And, uh, another one, and I'm, this isn't five minutes of each other. And I'm like, watch, I am such hot. That's ESPN on the phone. And sure enough, it was a guy named Al Jaffe from ESPN, their headhunter, who I'd sent multiple unsolicited tapes and resumes to over the previous five-year period. And it was him telling me that he had gotten my tape. They really like it. And they want to set up an interview and an audition. And I thought it was my brother telling all of my friends back home, call Rich, say you're Al Jaffe. Sending all that. And I thought it was all my friends trying to mother me, you know, and um, it was not. It was the real deal guy. And I almost cursed him out thinking it was a friend like, who are you? But it was really him. And um, I flew down to Los Angeles a few weeks later to uh, to interview. Um, I did with a whole bunch of executives that were there for the Cable Ace Awards, which no longer exist. And then a few weeks later, I auditioned for the gig um, on a Monday after, by the way, a snowstorm prevented me from getting halfway across the country in the initial time of auditioning. So 
it was a long wait, a lot of uh, ups and downs, but I, I got the gig after auditioning with Al Jaffe. And that's my story. Did you ever have imposter syndrome or at any time did you have imposter syndrome while you were there, especially the early days? What do you mean? Like you're like, okay, I, I, I'm probably not at the level that they think I oh, am. Wow. I'm about to do this and I'm not really that good. Oh, I, I, my first sports center was with uh, uh, Larry Beal was the sports center anchor. He's now out in uh, Northern California. And um, it was, this is before ESPN News. So I was the last guy that they hired that they threw directly on SportsCenter. And um, so ESPN News is what they would put guys and gals on to get their teeth cut and get up to speed. So um, I, I just remember it was a half hour SportsCenter in the, on, a, on the round of 32 day, I believe, or it was a sweet 16. It was the middle of March. So it's probably a round of 32 day. And it, we, I had 11 highlights. I'd only seen one of them. So they were going to hand me 10 paperwork shot sheets with it, where you could follow along what's written there uh, to, to know what the, the highlights were. Um, and I would have to ad lib the whole damn thing. And I remember walking downstairs and saying to myself, I have two choices. I can either pee down my leg or I could just suck it up and say I'm ready for this. And I think I did both. Um, and it was wild. Um, and uh, I, I just looked around and the, the people that were in the newsroom were all the, the anchors who I had emulated or wanted to emulate or had watched for years and what made me want to be a sports center anchor. And they were automatically my colleagues. And, um, it was overwhelming. No question about it. Keith Olbermann, Dan Patrick and Kilbourne and, you know, Robin Roberts and Dave, you know, um, uh, Charlie Steiner, Bob Lee. I mean, my God, these are all the people that I was now colleagues with. It was overwhelming, but, you know, I was age 26. Um, but I, I, it was time of my life. Seven years, met my wife there. My children are ESPN babies because of that, technically. And unbelievable. What a run. I watch uh, a lot of your, your work with uh, the draft. And I wonder with people being a big fan of you, people admiring what you do, do you, you sometimes get a lot of inside information that you can't share? Like there's a fine line of things you know and things you can actually say? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I don't think I'm, I, I do this thing to break news, you know, I, and I, I say that having a journalism degree from Northwestern, I know that, that, that that's uh, not something you want to say. I, I think I'm, I'm here to just kind of guide everyone through what I'm hearing and understand what I can say, what I don't say. You know, I'm not Schefter. I'm not Ian Rappaport, my colleague at the NFL Network. That's not that's not what I'm doing. If I hear something that can break something, I will do that. But, um, you know, a, a great, for instance, is it prior to the 2018 draft? All I heard, this is the draft in Dallas that it went Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, uh, Josh Rosen, and then Lamar Jackson was the last quarterback. That was the quarterback draft of 2018. And we had heard quite a bit uh, on this show. Um from people who we spoke to off camera and what I heard at the combine leading up, we heard a lot that Russell Wilson was in play. We're like, you get out of here. Like what the hell? Um, really? And um, you know, we didn't say anything, which is good because Russell didn't get traded, but now we found out literally in the week before his home opener in Seattle, as a member of the Broncos, he let it be known that they, they did try to trade him, trade him prior to 2018. So what we heard was actually accurate, but had we said it, we would have created this huge stir um, or, or I, I shouldn't say that what I say creates a huge stir. I shouldn't say that. Uh, I would just say that we would have definitely put something out there that might've gained 
attention potentially significantly that would have been inaccurate, even though it was accurate. Um, and I don't like to traffic in those waters. I, I would just prefer to kind of make you smarter by by talking about the things that I, I think are going to happen, not what I'm hearing could happen like that. That is not what I like to traffic in. We'll get back to more with Rich Eisen in just a second. Let's talk about DraftKings because the NFL action is in full swing right here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns and big plays and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code BOBBYSPORTS to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's the code BOBBYSPORTS. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line 800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. All right, back to more with Rich Eisen. You've been running the, the 40 for a bunch of years now. Are you ever going to hit a time where you're like, all right, I got to stop doing If you hit like a seven, seven seconds, are you going to go like, I need to pass this down and let my son do it now? You no, know, Bobby, if I if I need a walker, that's when I'll stop. You okay. Know, when I had actual help, you know, um, doing that. Uh, but to be very um, straightforward with you again, um, yeah, there is. Like uh, at some point, um, I don't think people want to watch some guy run, you know, with a limp and do something um, particularly bad. Uh, my wife wants me to train for it. Um, and um, I don't know. I mean, I go back and forth. Like, should I really, really train for it? Like, I, it, it was sort of like an everyman approach where just like, it's just anybody coming off the couch and running it. But now maybe, um, as again, I'm 53, perhaps me training for it could be, um, could be, uh, 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 I guess, an example to people who are advancing um, to stay in shape. And maybe that's another aspect of it that I, I need to focus on because the reason why I do it now and don't want to give it up is because of the fundraising aspect for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Um, but it has been, you know, amazing. It's the, as you could see here, the, the logo of my show and what so many people do associate me with. And it was born like many things in television out of complete boredom waiting to shoot a <laughs> television show as I was sitting next to Terrell Davis under the buzz of the old RCA dome, which got blown to smithereens for the new stadium in Indianapolis, where he said, uh, I said, how fast do you think I can run the 40? He laughed at me. I cursed at him and went down and ran it. Had no idea that the NFL network crew on a break was actually recording it. They played it back as a surprise to me on live TV and it, kind of got a life of its own that still lives today. Well, Rich, I appreciate the time. I'm a big fan. Like Again, and if you guys have Roku or Roku channel, which I have the Roku app, and I'm able to catch Rich on. I listen to, listening on podcast as well. Uh, one of the interviews that I really enjoyed was when you talked to the guys that do the, the, the town halls, the Chad Kroger, the, you know, when you went and you were like, hey, because they go into these town hall meetings and like propose 
uh, water towers named after Britney Spears. Like, I thought that was such a funny interview. And I'll end with this because you are interviewing celebrities and athletes. Are, have you had to change your style or research a bit more because your interviews are a bit different now? Well, you know, I, I've got a great um, production team that that's stuck with me and this show through the pandemic and through many different partners. Hopefully the Roku channel is the last switch that I make. Um, and I appreciate that you you got uh, a Roku device just to keep watching. That's pretty cool. But we 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 dig in to see if there is a celebrity sports cross section because that's the idea of this show is you know uh, that sports is a touchstone of pop culture just as much as movies and television. Um, the the greatest sporting event that the that the uh, American sports scene puts on and exports the Super Bowl is stopped in the middle for a rock concert and nobody bats an eyelash anymore. So it, it, it really is something that uh, I love to put together. And I'm thrilled that the folks at Roku and the Roku channel are into it too. So whenever a celebrity comes on, we see, you know, did they play sports or if they're a diehard fan of the team, happy to dive in and let them be uh, a pundit um, and, and give opinions because I think when a celebrity who's into that uh, comes in to promote his or her movie or television show or, or music or album, they, they, they prefer to talk about that rather than the funny story from their vacation. Um, and then there are some celebrities who don't know sports very well and are deathly afraid that if they come on, it'll be like if you saw the movie Diner where um, you know one of the characters won't get married to his fiancee unless she passes a, a quiz on the Baltimore Colts successfully. <laughs> they feel like that's the, what I'm going to do with them or to them, which is the worst thing for a host to do. So I try to make it comfortable and just talk about their movie or TV history. And um, so we've got, a, as I said, a terrific crew that we put together here and we all, you know, I think really like each other. Um, that we we come up with a, a segment called Celebrity True or False, where we just go through their history about, well, this story was on the internet. This story was on your IMDb page. Is it true or false about your TV show or about your 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 um, movies? And it's just a great way. And fans eat it up, thank goodness. I mean, we had Henry Winkler on the other uh, month, and we talked to him about Jump the Shark. Um, we had, um, you know, Gerald McCraney here the other day um, from so many terrific shows. We asked him about major dad and that's what I love to do. Just having people from across a pop culture landscape, talk about their movies and TV. So yes, my long winded answer is yes, there is a lot more research that goes into it, but you put up a, a production construct to, to place it in. And not only is it um, something enjoyable to watch and listen to live, it's very consumable on an on-demand podcast or YouTube or YouTube page. Um, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen show has 28,000 videos from our near eight year history on it. And um, so, yeah, I, I do love having celebrities on and, and, and it does require a little bit more help. Certainly if you mentioned Chad and TJ, they come on and drop the word perineum for the first time in my, uh, my show's history. Well, listen, uh, big fan. You guys follow at Rich Eisen at Rich Eisen show uh, Roku uh, as, as you say now, you'll be announcing a serious channel really soon radio. Yeah. Like I'm a total fanboy. I, you know, I'll admit it now that it's over and I've admitted it six times during, but just uh, keep doing it and okay. I'll be listening every day and hopefully I'll, I'll meet you in real life sometime soon, Rich. Thanks Absolutely. a lot, man. 
if when you're back here in Los Angeles after waking up at one in the morning and you're done with your show, <laughs> just come in here and sit next to me. We'll have a chat. All right, buddy. Thank you. See you later. Hey, it's Kickoff Kevin here. And for most of us, you know, learning a second language growing up in high school or in college, we didn't really prioritize it. I know I didn't. Took a couple years of German. I got my credits. I said, nope, I'm out of here. But I regret it now. And now thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language, just like I am. I'm learning Spanish right now, going back, something I should have done years ago, but it's never too late. You know, whether you're traveling abroad or you want to make a deeper connection with your family, Babbel teaches these bite-sized language lessons that you'll learn and actually use in the real world. It's quick, 15-minute lessons, and not to mention the other ways to learn with Babbel, You can do podcasts, games, videos, stories, even live classes, and it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. And right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code BOBBYSPORTS. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code BOBBYSPORTS. All one word, BOBBYSPORTS. Hey, we're the Sore Losers! Lunchbox, Eddie and Ray. We're not your typical sports show. It's more like three guys sitting in a bar complaining about sports. Like your fantasy football team. I regret drafting. Ezekiel Elliott. Come on. I don't even know why I had hopes in him. Now after seeing the way he can't run, I'm dropping Ezekiel Elliott. (laughs) Derrick Henry, he can't run to the bars on Broadway. He's not going to run five yards in a football game. Elijah Mitchell, he's going to be great. The Niners run the ball. I could have told you that. I forgot. He's softer than Charmin tore the paper. Subscribe and listen to Sore Losers, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again to Rich Eisen for coming on the show. Again, Jay Glazer on Monday. Um, Ian Rappaport coming up in a few. Uh, are we still on Ricky Williams sometime soon? Yes. Yeah, next week. Yep. Dang. Oh yes. Man, we're lining them up. Maybe Jerry Jones soon. Oh. Yeah. How are we doing? Just a quick check-in. We all had coaches that we were trying to book for a $500 prize. So, Eddie, who is your coach and how's it going? Billy Napier, head coach of the Florida Gators. I sent, I shot off a couple of emails. Let me tell you this, boys. I got a reply. Nice. Oh, pretty go quick. Ahead. Go pretty ahead. Pretty quick. What to say? Uh, so, the reply was from uh, Nancy Scarborough. She is the executive assistant of football operations in Florida. And I, too, went very heavy with uh, my friend Bobby. Oh, my gosh. USA. He just copied and pasted mine <laughs> for that one. That's funny. This guy, he's been everywhere. Yeah. These are our numbers. And uh, I said if he'd be available, we would really appreciate it. She says, oh, Eddie, I'm very familiar with your show. I think it's a great idea. I'm oh. looping in Coach Napier's media communication oh. person, Rick Hurt. Hurtado, Love Mr. Hurtado. Who Big coordinates interviews, appearance requests, etc. So I'll let you know. Thanks, Nancy. That's awesome, bro. Yeah! Yeah! Let's get that money. Let's go get that money. Yeah. Okay, let's go check in with Mike D. Mike, what coach did you draw out of the hat? I have Wilcox from Cal. Okay. I've sent off a few emails, and this has been my response. Wow. <laughs> nothing. I've heard nothing. <sighs> yeah, that sucks. Well, it takes a while for emails to go to West Coast. I didn't yeah. think about that. You know what I mean? The horses. Got a lot farther to travel. Some patience. <laughs> so who did you message? Every director I could find, every assistant I could find, and nothing. Hmm. You're going to have to go there. If. <laughs> I even got on Instagram messaging people. Hey, I'm going to California this week, Mike, just for you. Here, that, that's a good technique as well, obviously. Go to yeah. Instagram. I have faith that somebody will reply eventually. But if, we should make a rule here, if it's just dead and, and you can't get it, I think you should be able to go, hear me out. Because we can actually make the rules here since it's a money game. Sure. 
we can either go everybody gets one that they they can pass on so you get one free that's not going to work they one won't mulligan. answer or you can go all right this one's not working and you can go to the next one but it takes you back one what if we get a straight up no well uh, then you can just move to the next one okay. without any penalty, and you can just okay. show us it's a no. Okay. So which do you like? Do you like just going, I'm moving off this, but there's a penalty I'm moving off of it. Like you get, you're then minus one, Mike, if you're at zero. Mm-hmm. Or do you get one mulligan, but then if you get hung up again, you're just dead, and you can never. Yeah, mm-hmm. then you're out of the running. Then it's like you can't yeah. do anything. Because I did like the mulligan at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with the point deduction. I like that one. I like point deduction. Mm-hmm. It gives you fair, like, you know, you can move on, but you get penalized, but you can still survive if you do that. Okay. The other one, you're like right, that. dude. You're exactly out. You're yeah, out. It's like, all right, Mulligan, next one. <laughs> you get another no, Cal you're done. State. Oh, crap. <laughs> Bullerton. It's John Cox's brother. <laughs> I'm never going to hear from him. <laughs> uh, all right, keep on, keep on rocking. I'm trying, yeah. Other ways to do... Uh, I don't want to give you guys any Yeah, yeah, tips. don't say anything. And Mike doesn't need my tips. Trust me. I can take tips from Mike. So if he's not getting them... I'm not even sure they're a real program anymore. Yeah. I'm not sure they're even playing football. It's just a totally different world that I'm used to. Like people in sports, yeah. it's harder. Mike's like, hello, Mr. Sports Ball Guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kick off, Kevin. What do you got? Um, so I drew Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. I have reached out full first. I hit up Amy, actually, from the show. And I said, hey, Amy, you got any connection to A&M football? I know it's not really a Smart. thing, but hey, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm all, all avenues. And she said, hey, okay, yeah, uh, I don't really know anybody, but I'll get back to you. I haven't heard from Amy yet. so He can't even get a response from Amy. <laughs> 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 Caesar every day. sits right here. I'm pretty sure she forgot 20 minutes later. Yes, So yes. she's probably moved on with her life. Okay, thanks, Amy. Um, and then I send off an email, similar to, you know, Eddie's and yours. I throw out the numbers. Hey, we're probably bones, blah, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. We're on a call station. Like, we would love to have Jimbo on just a little, some of his time. I'd really appreciate it. And uh, Mike, if you hit those crickets. Oh, I like <laughs> that. Yeah, guys. Who did you send it to? His assistant. It says a head football coach's assistant. I can't remember her name. And there was like three or four other people that were like the communications people or relations people. Um, and I've got nothing. So uh, I might give her a call though pretty soon here. Yeah. And I would also, just as a general rule, if you don't hear anything back, they may not work there anymore. My, the mm. Dallas Cowboys, remember, I, the guy I sent it to doesn't even work there anymore. Yeah, oh. I got a bounce back and then got two other emails. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, okay. So just remember that. And then can can you guys ask me for help once a season? Ooh, there's a, there's a good caveat. I like it. Where just, it's just like, hey, could you send a note or could you make a call? Mm. Do you guys want that? Mike, what do you think? Yeah, or is that uh, cheating? That, no, that's cheating. Okay. With money involved. It's once. <laughs> Mike speaks up. No, like okay, so that's why so. I'm asking. Like, that's my five hundred dollars. <laughs> that's why I'm asking. Okay, so no Jimbo Fisher yet. No, nothing yet. I feel like I'm at a disadvantage, by the way, on the whole social why? media thing, because you guys got blue check marks and your hundred thousand. Mike doesn't. Followers. I tried to get Mike one. I don't either. On Twitter, not on Instagram. No, but yeah, I got but, my Weasley eighteen hundred followers, and I'm like, they're like, who's this guy? I'm gonna tell you though, you have eighteen hundred though, because. You're kind of the sex symbol of the show, and I keep posting your face up there on the page. I like yeah. it. And they, hey, they go I follow you. Yeah, and they I go, they go that's follow That's why I you. followed you. Yeah. <laughs> Be honest. Okay, good luck. Thank you. Let us know how it goes. Right. Uh, we'll check in on Monday probably. All right, Adam, who do you have? I got Greg Schiano at Rutgers, which which seems equally random as Cal. But yeah, I was going to say, it's like both <laughs> yeah. sides. It's like, will they even hear from an email from the South? Yeah, it, it's like it's almost like, you want to have, have us on, on 
this part? Why? You know? But uh, but I, I made a phone call the other day. Oh, phone call. Uh, went phone, I went cool. straight. Cool. Suck it. I he went, went hard. I went straight <laughs> to the internet, found a phone number. I called Mr. Jimmy Gill uh, with the Rutgers football program, and then I emailed him as well because I just wanted to be super annoying about it. And uh, and then I laid it on thick. I gave the good, the good email with the numbers and the whatnot, and then Jimmy said, Hi, Adam. Thanks for reaching out. I'll check in and get back to you. So okay. I feel like that That's was not it. nothing. Yeah. It was it was more than crickets, less than uh, definitely. So I'll, I'll take it. Mike, what about this? Okay. <laughs> could they, could all, oh, you don't need this though, so you're going to say no, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Instead of me, could they go to Scuba Steve for advice, who oh. books a lot of people? Just advice? For advice? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. But But you don't want him to have, to, he can't do anything. No. So you all get one coupon to go to Scuba Steve, who is an excellent booker because he's our executive producer of the Bobby Bone Show. He can give you lots of tips. Confession. Yeah, I already asked. Okay, <laughs> then he's used it. No, yeah. but he didn't know that wasn't a rule. <laughs> I didn't know. He didn't know that wasn't a rule. <laughs> Dang it. So hey, as of confession. now, so now he I gets two. Scuba Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. God, both as of as them. As far as like who to reach out to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same. Two brute. Yeah. Scuba, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. <laughs> he can hear you. What's what is general advice you would give everybody about trying to book someone that ha- doesn't know who we are and we have no relationship with? For sports or for music? For sports. For sports, that's a tough thing. But I think your name is big enough to where you could use that as your starting point. Hey, I work for the Bobby Bones Show. We And this is our – give them stats of what our show does. You tell them how many uh, million listeners we get, how many downloads we have on the podcast, all the basic stat information. Um, and then you go into – we do this other side project called 25 Whistles – that gets promotion on the national show that super serves you know, yeah. 150 plus affiliates, yada, yada, yada. So you get cross promotion, you get on both shows, um, and then you give them some options. Never leave things open-ended. You have to always give them what you need and what you want because if you leave it to them, it'll never close or they give you options that aren't going to work for our time schedule. Meaning, hey, can you do Tuesday at 3 yep. or can you do Thursday at noon? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't don't. What can you guys do? No, don't ask them that. You just tell them exactly what you can do. And they'll try to work around that. That's a great point that I wasn't going to share. And Scuba, wow. Scuba nails it. He's the, he's the he's expert at this. Oh, yeah. It's like if someone says, hey, let's, let's hang out sometime. When yep. do you actually ever go hang out when someone says never. hang out sometime? Never. 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 Rappaport's still waiting for you to hang out with them. That's true. I never mailed them. I never <laughs> yeah. emailed them. Yeah. <laughs> Prime example. I never emailed them. He's like, just email me. We'll figure it out. Okay. No. I, li- I think he's hilarious. And I just like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, good. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, maybe uh, we'll, we'll get us an interview. Good luck, guys. Yeah. Nobody. Thank you. You're all the same, though, right now. Everybody's yeah. sitting at zero. Yeah, a couple of us got some replies. <laughs> Others did nice to Well, you, let's add up the points you get for replies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not okay. zero. Um, uh, I think that's that's going to do it for today. Uh, we had some other stuff. I think what we're going to do next week is uh, we're going to draft. Oh, I'll run through the NFL games real quick. I have to. You have to. I have like four things I wanted to do, but I got a doctor's appointment. I've already missed lunch. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's a whole situation. So now you're grumpy. I told Eddie, I was like, we're not going to go very long today. Famous last words. Uh-huh. Every All right. time. Um, where's my NFL page? Okay, got it. Nope, I don't have it. Mike, hit that sound, please. <laughs> Kevin, what game are you looking forward to the most? I'm going to go with the Bills and Dolphins. I know we talked about it a few times this week, but, I mean, just seeing those teams go out, it will be fun. It's in Miami, too, which makes it more fun. It's a little bit of a challenge for the Bills to go down there and do that right now. You know, the challenge of going to Miami... And the challenge of playing in Buffalo in the winter, different challenges for sure. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I kind of like that challenge of going to Miami, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to shout out Kevin here because I was looking for a page on the ground. I just threw it to Kevin 
randomly and awkwardly. Like, Come in for every game. He was ready. <laughs> and look at him. Yeah. Come good in. job, he, dude. He bench presses. He's quick. He's good looking. Look at this guy. Golly. You guys can keep going. I love <laughs> that game. I don't think it's going to be a great game, but if it is, that's that'll be the game of the year. I'm a big Tua guy. I you love are. Tua. You can get you a jersey. I've always loved Tua. <laughs> yeah, I loved man. Tua before he was lo lovable this week. <laughs> so let's go. Let's go. I love for the Dolphins to win. I just don't think they're going to, but I would love to be wrong on this one. Um, Eddie, tell me, when you talk about your game, I also want to know what your NFL bet my car game of the week is. Yeah. Because it, you are, you're one car down. I'm already, I've already lost my car. Yeah. So now it's like big time. We got to get it back. So double it up. Let's oh, go. It's his wife's car. Crap. Now he's <laughs> his wife's car. Now my kids can't even get to school. So I'm going to go on that game. I mean, I got to go with the Chiefs because they're playing the Colts. Uh, the Colts have showed us that they're just, they cannot get it together. I mean, the Chiefs are going to Indianapolis. It's a little worrisome, but that is why the line is at minus five. I think that's a low line for the T Kansas City Chiefs. They're the second best team in the NFL right now, right under the Bills. Let's go with the Chiefs minus five against Indianapolis. That number is so tantalizing. I saw it too. The but five? It was, it was so just dreamy and perfect that I'm like, something's up. Thumbs I can't. Up. Right. I know, and when you did your locks earlier, you were you were saying is like, oh, and you're gonna give me two points. I, every time I say that, like Vegas is really giving me minus like, five. Vegas has no idea what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, they do every time. So you're say, say it again. Your bet, your wife's car of the week. My wife's car because I've already lost mine yeah. is the Kansas City Chiefs minus five. Oh, it's such a Woo! that's such a yummy number. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, get that yummy, yummy. <laughs> All right, Adam, game of the week. Game of the week. Uh, this is this is my bias siren. I'm really, I just want to see what the Cowboys are made of this week. Did they did they actually keep it going? Or, like, is is Cooper Rush going to have a, a decent game against the Giants? Are the Giants any good at all? I I still don't know. There's so many questions about both these two teams. How much can the Cowboys salvage? How good are the Giants actually? That's a really interesting game to me. I think I was going to pick the same game because I don't think that's such a bias alert because I have no. I do have a little bias though too. You my do have money. Alarm. Yeah, we should all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also we should have to call the bias alarm on each other from now on. Okay. If somebody's biased, you go, bias alarm, Michael hit it. Yeah. So I do have a little bias too. But I think, can the Cowboys win two of four with Rush? That would be great for them. Mm -hmm. Are the Giants any good? Probably not. But maybe. Giants have a chance to beat a wounded Cowboys team and go, what, three, you know? They really do. Yeah. That would be crazy and great for them. Um, that's a really interesting game to me, so I'm, I'm glad you you picked that one. I guess the I'm going to pick the Jaguars and Chargers, and mostly you never pick a game with the Jags because who the crap cares? But the Jags have been playing pretty good. The Chargers are really good, but they're down a a quarter of a quarterback. Yeah, let's see how he plays. And so, and they, let's see how the play. Jags play again. Yeah. I mean, and the Jags have a really good defense, and let's see if, if Trevor Lawrence in that offense they're just throwing the ball like it's backyard football. Let's see if they can score some points on this. I think we'd learn a lot through that game. That should be a fun one. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quickly, Ravens and Patriots. Yep. Let's see what Lamar does. Let's see if he keeps it up because he's been crushing it. Um, yeah, let's throw a little sound. Yeah. We're learning as we go, guys. All right. Next up, Texans and Bears. Oh, I mean, who the crap cares? <laughs> hey, it's a good <laughs> hey, rhyme, hey, too. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Texans could win that game. And they 65% chance they win that game, um, although they're playing in Chicago. And then they got another win in the division of just get a win. Just get a win and move up. Uh, next up, Raiders and Titans. That's here in town in Nashville. I think the Raiders probably win that one. Yeah, um, unfortunately. Wouldn't mind seeing the Titans win, though. That'd be cool. Yeah. 
Chiefs and Colts. Eddie hit that one right on the head. Yeah. Bills and Dolphins. Let's see if Miami can keep it close. And if they win, holy crap. Right. <laughs> Lions and Vikings. That's a that'd be a fun game to watch. By the way, I talked to Dan Skipper. Uh, he's probably gonna come on the show next week. Really nice. Yeah, I love that guy. I forgot. Awesome. To, I don't know why I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Did you email? We him? got so much Jerry Jones going on. I, oh, I just messaged him. I was like, "Yo, Skip, come on the show." That's awesome. And he was like, uh, "He's like, when?" I said, uh, "We got a big division game this week, so I, I can't like right now, but next week." I was like, "Let's go, bro." Nice. Cool. So who's playing offensive line for uh, the Lions right now? Was on a big deal last week because they were like, "Skip, skip" in the locker room. So he may he, hopefully he'll come on next week. Awesome. Pretty cool. All right. Uh, Bengals and Jets. Bengals will wipe the floor. Eagles and Commanders. Eagles are really hot, but Commanders aren't bad. Not bad. So it'll be interesting to see if the Eagles and Jalen Hurts can keep that up. Rams and Cardinals. I think the Rams probably thrash. I think the Cardinals probably have that hangover. Um, I hope they do. I'd like to see the Rams elevate a bit. and We need a few more pillar, really strong teams. Falcons and Seahawks. Who gives a crap? <laughs> Packers and Bucks. That's another game almost picked. Yes. I'm surprised nobody picked that one. Yeah. Brady and Aaron Rodgers yeah. and Primetime. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 a good one right there. And 49ers and Broncos. Also an interesting game because it's just yeah. the, the two quarterbacks I'm interested in now. Garoppolo and obviously we're just trying to see if Denver ends up being pretty good. You know? So all right, there you go. That's that. All right, Mikey. My wife's calling me. She's like, you know, you have a doctor's appointment. Oh, boy. And your lunch is at the house. And so I'm not going to be able to eat. Now I got to go. Ugh. So anyway. Sorry, man. That's all right. It's, that's on me, bro. Yeah, I know. We just got to talking, you know what I'm saying? You start chopping it up. <laughs> about sports and football and stuff. Mm-hmm. Football stuff. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Final thought, Eddie. Man, I watched an awesome video of this guy, uh, Cowboys fan, obviously, in Arlington, goes into a Walmart and a horse. And the horse is painted white and blue, cowboy blue, and he's wearing a Dak Prescott jersey. And, dude, he's just cruising down the aisle. And apparently, that's not illegal. It's, it's totally illegal. Wait, you, on a horse? Yeah, on your horse. So cops couldn't do anything. They're you like, you know what? with a dog sometimes. Well, he said it was a therapy horse. So let's go, Cowboys. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I like it. Kick off Kevin. Uh, the uh, Patriots are underdogs on the spread of two and a half to Ravens this weekend. And under Belichick at home, the Patriots are 15 and four against the spread in his era. I hate those stats. Good stat. It's just so random. Like, who who comes up with those stats? Uh, data. Yeah, actual, you, actual actions of mean? teams. I'm just like, uh, you know that's going to change, and then we'll never talk about that stat again ever. Like next week. Yes, stats change. Data changes with more. Ac- <laughs> so dumb. Uh, Adam. Uh, I, my my final thought comes in the form of a confession. I tried to bet your parlay last week, Bobby, and you bet Oklahoma, mm-hmm. but I accidentally hit Nebraska oh. and placed the bet, and I missed out on a hundred bucks. How much? Did you I would have had way I, I'd like ten bucks. Okay, I would have had way more smiles than frowns, hey. but I was frowning instead. Very sorry to hear that, Adam. <laughs> bonehead, bonehead play on my part. You know, I've been keeping up as like my second or third favorite team in college. Big Vanderbilt guy. Yeah, you Told are. Told you guys about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bandy. Yeah, I bet him every week. I've hit. They kept me from hitting a 10-team parlay, though. <laughs> I hit 9 out of 10. They kept me maybe two weeks ago from hitting a 10-teamer. That hurt a little bit. But I've been. they're playing Alabama this week. Yeah. And uh, the spread's like 40. 40 and or, a half. Yeah, 40 or so. I'm not touching it. Usually I'd be all over Alabama, popping Bandy by 70. Right. You know, I like the cut of these guys' jib. Come on. I don't really know what cut or jib means in this this context. It sounded right, though, whatever yeah. you meant. And they will lose, and they'll lose by a lot, and they may even lose by more than 40. 
But I'm going to say it. I think Vanderbilt is starting to have just a, a new culture because of Coach Lee. It may take him a while to get pretty good. Remember in SEC media days, he was like, no, we want to be the best team in the country. And they're like, in your division? No, no, no. Conference? No, no, no. Country. Jeez. And they went, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> they all laughed at him. But, like, I see some fire in these guys. And if they can play Alabama and not all die, that's a win. That's a win. So I'm a big bandy guy. It's <laughs> funny. Just want to survive. Yeah. Just don't all die. Get through to next week. One guy standing, yeah. please. Get through to next week. Uh, again, thank you. This has you know, been a great show, and DraftKings has been awesome with us. And uh, be sure to bet the parlay. And other than that, we're going to let Adam blow us out of here. Whoa, let's go. That's a weak whistle. Come on, Adam. Thank there we you go. very much. That sounds like PE. For yeah. some reason, it went from like none to like a coach going. <laughs> All right, that game's over. We'll see you guys on Monday. Jay Glazer on Monday. And it sounds like everybody else next week, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right, oh. bye, everybody. Theme song written by me, Bobby Bones, and performed by Brandon Ray. Brandon's an awesome artist. Follow Brandon on socials at Brandon Ray Music. Thanks to our guests and thanks to our crew, my co-host Adam Hambrick at Adam Hambrick, our segment producer at Kickoff Kevin, our video producer at Producer Eddie, head producer at Mike Distro. Most importantly, thank you for listening. I'm Bobby Bones, and we will talk to you next week on 25 Whistles. <laughs> 